Hey guys, Shark here. For this special episode of the Jean-Luc Picardcast, we invited our brother Scott back to talk with us about our thoughts on the new Picard trailer. Now, odds are you are much more likely to have seen the latest trailer than to listen to our podcast, but on the off chance that you're one of those random people living under a rock, only listening to our podcast, and not following news on Picard, please do yourself a favor, stop listening to this right now, go look up Picard Trailer 2, it's fantastic. My wife, who is not a Trekkie, saw the trailer and expressed interest in watching it with me, which is huge news for our marriage and bodes well for the appeal of the show, and I really think you should go check it out. Um, but without further ado, let's dive into the conversation with the Brothers Gillens, where we are talking about some very relevant subject matter. No! No! You think those gallstones were uh, an accident? <laughs> You put them there. <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, shark will never notice when I insert these marbles into his food. <laughs> Everyone knows gallstones are just ingested marbles. What? Okay, what are we talking about? <laughs> I think we've lost the conversation. On that note, welcome to a special edition of the Jean-Luc Picard cast. <laughs> All right, please edit out the first couple minutes. <laughs> 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 Anyways, welcome to welcome to the Jean-Luc Picardcast. This is a special episode we wanted to throw together to talk about our reactions to the latest trailer. This is actually trailer number two. We haven't discussed trailer number one, but what are you going to do about it? It was just released yesterday, and we have thoughts. Uh, I think my initial reaction was, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is awesome! The teaser and trailer one, like both of them, I was just like, okay, yeah, this looks cool, but I'm not like getting my hopes up. And then trailer two really did like get me excited. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I haven't been as cautious. I mean, I, 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 I understand. And I also agree with your position of not wanting to get too excited because we don't want to be disappointed, but I don't think I've been as cautiously optimistic as you, but even, even so I, I feel like my excitement and anticipation for the show, like really heightened with this trailer. I was seeing, I think some of the production design and seeing, you know, Jean-Luc in action a bit and some of the new characters and some of the old characters, like it just got me really pumped and excited. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, it definitely got me very, very stoked, way more than the teaser did. It was. It's funny to watch Picard now in this world where since visual effects have come so far in the last you know, even since the since Nemesis came out, it, it really does look like way more futuristic the world of the Federation than the last time we saw it. And yep. so it, it feels a little weird watching him in this, but you know, it makes sense to update, you know, the look of things and to make it look even more yeah. futury. Well, and to that point, I love that you know the shots of the that Romulan warbird, which is straight out of the original series but they made it look new and, and like mm. fit into this new modern, more modern <laughs> uh, universe. Yeah. Like it looked awesome. I was like, wow, that is the old Romulan Warbird, but it looks new and fresh and like it, it like it, it belongs here. It's interesting. Yeah. You mentioning the Romulans. I was thinking about like the, the conflicts that are going to be presented in here. Um, clearly like we, like we know that, uh, the Romulans play a part just from details we know from that have been released that Picard was involved in the evacuation of uh, Romulus, right? But as it was being destroyed and that that plays a part in here. So the Romulans play a part in the story. And then as we can see that the Borg play some part, whether it be 
simply, you know, trauma that he's dealing with. Like the shots we've seen of like Borg, the Borg cube and whatnot may just be in his mind. But well, Jerry so Ryan is, is back as seven, right? And I Hugh think, is back. I don't think we're going to see any Borg. So my theory is I, that Borg cube, I you know, because the Borg has been destroyed. I think that's just an old Borg cube that they're harvesting the technology out of, right? Um, oh yeah, possibly. The Borg that we've seen are all ones that were people that were people that were assimilated, but then unassimilated. So mm-hmm. we've got seven F nine. We've got Hugh. We've got Picard <laughs> uh, himself, and which might have all interesting roles, right? Because I definitely think the Borg is going to play a central role, but not the Borg as we know it. It's they're they're, they're dead, but maybe their their technology is still there for for the taking, right? And see, maybe it's the grab from the Romulans, a grab from the Federation to go utilize, you know, get yeah. their technology. Well, are the Borg totally dead though? Like I know that they've um... been destroyed at least twice. i think the last we've seen of the borg in this continuity is voyager right the series series finale and the way they described what was going on like janeway was implementing a final i was sorry i shouldn't say final solution that has some baggage uh she was (laughs) implementing a yeah like a like a last attack that would finish off the borg like that's the way it was presented in the end of that series. Yeah, so. it seemed at the end that they were pretty much all dead. I mean, we saw the whole collective get destroyed. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I couldn't remember. It's been a long time. Voyager as a whole is very forgettable to me. So I just remember <laughs> that they dealt with the Borg and future Janeway did something. And right. but I could I couldn't remember if it was killing the board or just Borg or just getting them out of the Alpha Alpha Quadrant. No, like it, they, <laughs> she like shut down their their whole network. It was, that yeah. was the idea. Like their their hive network. That, yeah. yeah, like yeah. there's a scene where they're all like their huge base, which is even like huge bigger than their other Borg cubes. Like like she blew it out. Like you see, it, the whole thing gets destroyed. Hmm. So, right. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about that as a from a narrative perspective to completely eliminate an em- an enemy like that because it's unfortunate that we won't have future uh, potential no. stories. But the I'm, Borg were kind of done to death too. That's what I mean. I'm glad because they were overdone. They were awesome introduced in Next Generation, and then also in Next Generation they killed. You know, we thought they would be killed with the Borg Queen being killed in First Contact, but then. We kept, you know, we kept seeing, I think, Voyager overuse him. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I would be glad not to not to see him again, just so that we they get more creative. You know, let's get some more creativity. Let's not just go well, t- see what's already t- been done. Tell us about your uh, the theory that you had, Scott. Oh, so my theory is, so so um, if you pause the, the trailer to, like, a, what was it? One minute and six seconds, I think. Like there's a scene where like it looks like this door open and you see a whole bunch of like androids or something. It looks like they like the guy you know he's got this F zero stamped on his head and they're not moving. Like it looks like a whole room full of these cybernetic people that are not unlike Data. You look at the eyes and like those are Data's eyes. Um, so kind of my and and then I was thinking about that episode in Next Generation where the Federation wanted to disassemble data to make more datas. Um, so, so my theory is that there's 
something going on, like a, a technology, you know, Borg is dead. There's all these dead Borg cubes everywhere, maybe lying around in the universe. And this is like them, you know, they're wanting to harvest this technology and combined with what they know of data. And they're just manufacturing people to like, whatever, to get them to do things that a maybe a moral person wouldn't do. These, you know, building soldiers or, or something that they don't have to have these, you know, get in the way of people's, you know, feelings of morality. That anyway, that's my that that when I saw that scene in one in one minute and six seconds, it's just really quick. Like if you go if you, it's just like a one second like really quick scene. But that's my kind of my theory, and that's where this moral conundrums coming in. We see Picard arguing with you know a fed, you know someone from the Federation saying, "Hey, this this isn't right." We have an obligation to investigate. There is no we, Jean-Luc. Admiral, I am standing up for the Federation, for what it should still represent. This is no longer your house, Jean-Luc. Go home. Anyway, that's that's my theory. <laughs> I think you might be onto something. Uh, actually, while you were talking, I pulled up that. I'm sitting on a, a frame from that, that scene in the trailer. And the android, well, presumably android, that we're looking at, could just be a mannequin. Um has F8 stamped on his head. Okay, I wasn't sure if it's an F8 or an F0, but... Um, I think it looks like an 8 yeah. to me. Yeah, I think it's an 8. Uh, okay. But um, in any case, that is in keeping with um, Data's replacement was B4. So it's kind of a, a similar yes. you know, So I'm thinking maybe system. they got B4 and and took him apart or something, did what they, ultimately, what they originally wanted to do with Data. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, combine that with you know Borg technology or something, and, and yeah, these. Um, so let's talk. Let's. I wanted to talk um, a little bit. Like Shark kind of has already started to mention, and or Scott, like we, the two of you, have kind of started mentioning the people we've seen. I thought it'd be interesting to kind of go through. I didn't catch the first time I watched it that Hugh was in there, but I saw on Twitter the actor who plays Hugh. His name escapes me at the moment, but uh, yeah, he uh, he, 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 he mentioned, was... "Hey, look, here's the Hugh's new look." And I said, "What?" He was in there, so I went through it slowly. Yeah. And at two o three, you see Hugh kind of looking out around a corner. So yeah, right. he's he's definitely he's in, in he's in, he was in trailer one too. That's right. Very, very quick, briefly, you don't see much of him, but but yeah, he's there. Yep. So I thought that. Was cool. And yeah. then seven, of course, is in there, and I think she's going to play a pretty central role. It seems like. Like who knows with data? Like I, when I heard Brent Spiner was was going to be in there, I thought, oh, is he going to be like being before or something like that? So the scene that the trailer opens with appears to be a dream. Would you like to finish it, Captain? I don't know how. That is not true, sir. Is Brent Spiner's role limited to the first episode, or he just had like has like a sort of an instigative dream, instigate? instigatory oh, I don't know uh, a dream that instigates things or or is he going to have a recording role like is he part of like maybe is he sort of a Jiminy Cricket in uh, in Picard's subconscious or something like that yeah I think he's I think he's I think it's that the latter I yeah. think he's a subconscious the Jiminy Cricket okay and then of course we saw who else did we see we saw Deanna and Will I think that's it. I don't think we saw anyone else from Next Generation. Yeah, I don't I was think like, there was anyone else. I'd love to see Jordy. I'd love to see Dr. Crusher. You know, I hope I hope they yeah. make appearances. No, I, I could totally agree. Worf I'd... would be cool to make an, a cameo or, or something. Yeah. The Traveler? No. 
Uh, I'm a soft maybe on the traveler. Um, so I, I think I told you guys we were, we were texting about this as we were uh, after the trailer came out. We'd each watched it, and uh, I actually I got a little emotional. You know, it, you know, we were talking about our reactions. Like, not only was I excited, but I I got a little choked up. And first of all, I think part of it was just the excitement, but also I really liked the little interaction that in the trailer, at least that they showed between Picard and Riker that, you know, they, they seemed to just be like brothers who were seeing each other again. And like when they were sitting there on the, on the lake or whatever, that the little deck dock that they were sitting on. Um, and they just kind of like, you know, pat each other's hands or whatever. Thank you for not trying to talk me out of all this. <laughs> Believe me, I know better. <laughs> I, I don't know. I got a little choked up <laughs> um, because I know that they're fictional characters, but I'm really invested in them and seeing people, the, the depiction of like lifelong friendships and brotherhood and sisterhood, all, you know, those things in media, whether it's in a book or in a movie or TV show, like, when they're really well portrayed, they really speak to me. So I don't know. I was, I got a little, I felt some emotions while I was watching the trailer. When you mentioned that, uh, that actually you, we kind of both were talking about the, uh, the story from Scott Kurtz. And I wanted to share this, uh, on this podcast, uh, special episode that we're recording because it, it'll help keep the, uh, the episode in keeping with kind of what we're doing with this whole series. Um, which is to share personal stories about the way that next generation has um, affected people. Um, and this story actually does break a little bit from it because it's more original series related, but thought it'd be worth sharing. Um, so I did a little research to try to, to dig this story back up. But basically Jared and I both read a, uh, an online uh, web comic called PVP. It's written and drawn by Scott Kurtz and it's been around for a long time, at least, 20 years or so i think a little over that actually he's one of the earlier webcomic uh creators out there and um he's very geeky he he regularly makes geeky references and he also references his father a lot um both in the strip and in his blog posts accompanied in the strip and back on you can look this up if you want to find the strip yourself um you just google may 12th 2009 pvp online and you'll find the strip that I'm referencing, but it's a strip where um, uh, several of the characters are watching uh, Wrath of Khan together in a movie theater. And two of the older characters, there's three characters, one's just a kid. Two of them are older characters who have been around since Wrath of Khan originally was released. And um, they both are getting misty eyed during the scene <laughs> where uh, Spock is dying and saying, I'll always be your friend. And, um, the kid's like, what's going on? I don't understand what's happening here. What's up with you people? And um, originally, you can't find this anymore, but Jared and I remember this blog post that accompanied this strip in which Scott talks about his father. And um, one day when Scott was, I think he was probably a teenager or something like that, um, he walked into the living room to find his dad watching Star Trek. And it was kind of near the end of an episode and it is one of these episodes where it ends with, you know, Kirk kind of uh, giving Spock a hard time about something, just kind of teasing him. And uh, he, they both kind of like, well, Spock doesn't, I guess doesn't really laugh, but <laughs> you know, they're just kind of hanging out and then, and Kirk has a big grin on his face. And as the episode ends, Scott looks over at his, at his father and his father's got tears streaming down his cheeks. And, he asks his dad, like, why are you, why are you crying? It's Star Trek. Like what? <laughs> and his dad says, 
I'm crying because they're friends. And it's just this really like to his dad, it's just this really special um, part of the show that, that Kirk and Spock have this, such this great brotherhood, this friendship and this love for each other that um, Shatner and Nimoy really powerfully convey through their performances and, and the writing obviously as well helps, um, helps with this. And it, was, it was all three, actually it was Shatner, Nimoy and Kelly, DeForest Kelly. It was, oh, yeah. Bones was in the scene too. Yeah, it was one of the, yeah. It was like the end of an episode and somebody said a joke and Spock raised his eyebrow and they all laugh and then they, you know, freeze frames and that made him cry because he was like, yeah. they're friends. Yeah. I just love that story. Yeah, it's, I love that too. It's a great story. And so that was something that you had mentioned um, when you talked about initially yesterday when you were talking about the, seeing Will and Jean-Luc together. And just it's just nice to see that they love each other. And, you know, Will's sitting there with his arm around him. And Will is like massive and Picard is getting like smaller and frail in his old age. And it's just but they're, you know, kind of snuggled up on a bench. <laughs> <laughs> they love each other. It's great. Yeah. Speaking of uh, that, that deep relationship he has with his former first officer, I would like to state for the record that I predicted accurately the name of Picard's dog. Oh, it's all right, number one. Number one. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart confirmed the name of the dog. Oh, really? <laughs> a, mo- a month or two ago. No, yeah. I, no, I guessed it as soon as the poster, uh, that poster with his dog <laughs> came out. I, I posted about it on Facebook and I said, Prediction, the name of his dog will be number one. <laughs> I was like, nice. And I was kind of joking, but I I was right. I was right. You did it. I should be a screenwriter well on Picard. You, <laughs> you've won the game. Run along home. <laughs> Run away home. <laughs> Run along home. <laughs> we should probably wrap this up. I think we all have things to yep. do. We've got oh, yeah. some trailers to rewatch <laughs> for next two hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. I'm super, but, but I'm yeah, very excited. Excited to see Hugh and what he his role will be. Excited to see Seven, kind of shining as a central character. I'm definitely excited to see Picard. Um, yeah, this is going to be great. I agree. I'm very excited. January 23rd, and that also we finally have a release date. We oh. didn't have a specific release date until this trailer. Oh, so. I, yeah, I did. I totally missed yeah. that. I did. I was so excited yep. about everything else. I missed the date. <laughs> okay, that's great. January 23rd. So about three and a half months out. Fantastic. Thanks everybody for listening to this special recording uh, of the Jean Luc podcast. We're glad that you could join us and to help us and to geek out along with us. As always, we invite you to follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. And of course, we want to hear your stories and share them with uh, the world through our podcast. So you can email us at podcast at gmail.com or you can message us through Twitter. It was just at podcast, or like I said, find our Facebook page and send us a message there. Make it so. Chaka, when the walls fell. I want you all to stop crying. Thanks again. Do we have like a sign off? And that's the way Trek goes. <laughs> Star Trek away. <laughs> All right. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>